Well, it's been a busy week here at StreamYard Connect. I'm Ross Brand, and we've got a lot to talk about, a lot of new changes and good things going on with StreamYard. And also, Brian Alvey is here. He's the founder of Answers RN. It's a new app that makes it very easy to get some snackable content to use on social media as well as in your live streams. Sound good? Let's start the show. Welcome to StreamYard Connect. I'm Ross Brand. We're here every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern on the StreamYard YouTube channel, Facebook page, and on Twitter and Periscope as well. And it's been a busy week. This is actually... And in case you saw the graphic and thought I was uh, running the numbers up a little bit, this is actually our third episode this week. We went live on Monday with a special edition to welcome Nick Nimmin, Daniel Battelle, and Dee Nimmin, new creators. And then I uploaded yesterday an interview with Roberto Blake, who's also joining uh, StreamYard as a content creator. So uh, four outstanding YouTubers coming aboard. We're going to talk about snackable content today. Brian Alvey is here. He's the CEO and founder of Clipisode Inc. And he's got a new app called Answers RN. It's really cool. Uh, just to give you a preview of what you can do with it, uh, I put a question out there a few weeks ago uh, asking people. It was when we had just start, started going to YouTube, and I put the question out there asking people, what is your favorite platform to watch live videos? And uh, surprise, surprise, someone uh, provided an answer that I wasn't expecting. Hey, this is great. I love Answers RN. Uh, it's my app. It's funny. Um, there are a lot of great places for a live video. Uh, everybody does a very good job with this. Twitter maybe doesn't get enough credit for doing live sports and things like that really well. TikTok has live. Everybody has live. Um, Twitch, though, seems to be the, you know, the giant, the leader. I mean, all they do is live. They're pretty fantastic. And I'll be checking out StreamYard. Thanks. So if you've watched this show before, you know how much I like to play video clips during uh, the beginning segment as well as uh, later on in the show, what I call the remix towards the end where I sometimes play clips from uh, past shows or uh, recent highlights. So I'm really excited to have, Brian, some cool stuff you can do with Answers RN. I think it's going to be great both for StreamYard live streamers to add some additional voices, some additional content to their live streams. Uh, but it's also great just for making snackable content in between live streams that you can share easily in Instagram stories and Facebook stories on Twitter and across social media. Uh, so some good stuff to get into there. This is StreamYard Connect, episode 43. I'm Ross Brand. So good to have you with us. It's been, as I mentioned, an exciting week for uh, StreamYard. A lot going on. The basics of StreamYard, if you're new to StreamYard, the three pillars are ease of use, stability, and professional-looking streams. And those are the co-founders, Gage Vandentop on the left, 
and Dan Briggs on the right, and you're going to hear those themes come up again and again. They guide everything that StreamYard does, and the combination of ease of use, stability, and professional-looking streams is unique for a browser-based, cloud-based solution for live streaming. So um, check it out. If you haven't done so, livestreamuniverse.com slash StreamYard, livestreamuniverse.com slash StreamYard. You can get started live streaming and see for yourself. You can do a, a trial of some of the paid features and get multi-streaming, uh, bring a lot of different guests on. You can uh, record your broadcast, so many different things, video overlays and backgrounds and a whole lot more. Check it out. Um, we can go to several different destinations as well. Built-in integration with Facebook Live, LinkedIn Live, YouTube Live, Periscope, which gets you on Twitter. And of course, you can also go to your Twitch channel. And if that isn't enough, you can go to any platform that accepts an RTMP uh, URL and stream key. So that's how I'm able to use StreamYard to live stream to Amazon Live. Uh, rather than just live streaming from the Amazon mobile app, I'm able to connect my camera and StreamYard and do screen shares and broadcast from my computer and then just connect through RTMP to uh, Amazon Live's creator app and then push it out from there. So very important that StreamYard has RTMP capability. It allows you to do a lot of things uh, in addition to the integration with all the major social streaming sites. Uh, Roberto Blake is joining StreamYard. I, I might have mentioned it earlier. Roberto is a phenomenal YouTuber, has around 500,000 followers. He's uh, super talented, creates videos teaching people how to monetize video creation, how to monetize YouTube and build a business around content creation. He's also a graphic designer. He's a videographer. He's he's pretty much good at anything uh, tech and content creation. So uh, thrilled to have Roberto uh, joining StreamYard. He's going to be creating content on the StreamYard YouTube channel. And I talked to Roberto yesterday and asked him what it was about StreamYard that caught his attention. I want something easy where I could bring in friends like you or where I could just bring stuff really quickly and easily onto the stream. And StreamYard's like probably the most stable thing I've used. I like the multi-streaming features. I love that we can, I can put it up on uh, my Facebook at the same time when I'm doing my YouTube live training right. events. And just it's just the best, to be honest with you, in terms of accessibility stability speed and feature set for me personally and roberto says that Streamyard's been an asset to him using it in his business one of the things that i love using it for is we use it in my business awesome creator academy for my coaching group we do live q a's we do micro channel reviews with it uh, you've seen on my youtube channel that i've moved to using it for my youtube live streams so uh, Roberto talking about some of the different ways that he uses StreamYard, but our conversation got into monetizing live streaming and content creation and YouTube channels, and he had some ideas that you don't hear a lot 
uh, for how people, regardless of whether you have one follower or a million followers, you can monetize your skills and content creation, and you could do so right now, regardless. So check out this interview. Um, it's on the StreamYard YouTube channel. Uh, just a phenomenal conversation with Roberto Blake. It's only about 17 minutes long, so uh, it's a little longer maybe than snackable, but not uh, not too long. So uh, there's a lot of value. Roberto packed like an hour of value right into uh, 17 minutes of conversation. Also, Monday, we had a special live show welcoming three other StreamYard creators. Nick Nimmin, uh, next to me, uh, at the bottom left is Daniel Battelle, and bottom right is Nick's brother, D. Nimmin, and these guys are fantastic. They're also going to be creating content on the StreamYard YouTube channel, and I talked to Nick Nimmin about how he discovered StreamYard, and I forgot that well, the answer was kind of interesting. The first time, Ross, that I ever had even heard of StreamYard um, was actually through you um, when you interviewed D and I oh, yeah. um, at, at a point in time. Uh, I think this was probably, what, a year and a half, maybe two years ago. Um, that was the first time. Another thing that I found extremely valuable was during that live stream that I mentioned earlier when we um, you know, first came on and did our introductions, during that live stream, one of the hurdles that I always had was the ability to easily bring on guests into the stream. So because of that, StreamYard was a fantastic solution to where you can just simply, you know, copy the link out, paste it into a Facebook group or wherever it is that you're wanting to let people know, send it to somebody an email, whatever it happens to be, and then they can easily come on to the show and, you know, come and hang out. And it's just an easy, seamless experience. And we'll get into more uh, with D. Nimmin and with Daniel Battelle, we'll have some sound from them as well in the remix toward the end of the show. So stay tuned for that. Um, you can see both of those episodes are on the StreamYard YouTube channel. We've got a StreamYard Connect playlist. You can check out the episode with Roberto Blake as well as the episode with Nick D. and Daniel again on the StreamYard YouTube channel, youtube.com slash StreamYard. More to come from that show with Nick D and Daniel later in the show. Also, uh, Dana Benz has been doing webinars on Thursdays and tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern. She'll be doing a StreamYard webinar 101. If you're new to StreamYard or you're new to live streaming or you just want to find out about Perhaps some of the features you didn't know about or weren't sure about how to use, check that out. It's on the StreamYard YouTube channel. Dana's the head of marketing for StreamYard and does an awesome job in explaining the different features of StreamYard and how you can go about using them. So check that out tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern on the StreamYard YouTube channel. And a quick thanks to Jesse Guthrie. He's uh, continuing to help us evolve the backgrounds that we use on the show. And last last week uh, and this week and the week before, you've seen through that time period a steady evolution. And now we're going with a, a another look. And it's just awesome. Jesse does tremendous work. And uh, he's contributed for today's show. This uh, background that I'm using for the screen shares, but also what I'm going to be using 
when we do the interviews as well. StreamSenseMedia.com is his website, StreamSenseMedia.com, and Jesse's getting a whole bunch of services together for StreamYard users to uh, up their branding and, and really look great uh, using the tools that StreamYard provides. So check out Jesse, and, and we say thanks, as always, to Jesse for the great job that he does with the backgrounds that we use on StreamYard Connect. Quickly, the news before we bring in our guest. Uh, live streaming in Australia doubled during the pandemic, according to Business Insider Australia, and a study done by Deloitte, two times as many millennials as baby boomers were driving that result. Although across all age groups, live streaming was up. Over a quarter of all Aussies were watching live streams between March and May. Uh, the one thing that they did find, at least in Australia, is that while people seem to be enjoying consuming live streams, not a lot of people were willing to pay for them in Australia. However, ABC News did an article about live streaming here in the U.S. and mentioned how during the pandemic, a lot of brick-and-mortar businesses, local shops, have turned to live streaming, gone completely virtual with their business, and it's paid off big time. And we've done stories like this before, so I'm not going to get into the details, but just worth noticing uh, that ABC News is following this and had a story about it. So the big media is definitely on top of the potential, at least for U.S.-based businesses. And we know Chinese businesses have been doing it for quite a while and other businesses in, in different parts of the world. But uh, here in the U.S., people definitely benefiting from live streaming as they fight to keep their businesses alive. And some of those businesses have actually thrived from making the adjustment from in-person business to uh, virtual. So it's worth noting that. And if you like to DJ or watch DJs uh, playing their music on Facebook, that may be coming to an end. Facebook's going to start crack cracking down on DJ live streaming starting October 1st. I always kind of wondered how people got away with it because of the copyright violations from DJing, uh, it's like any other live stream, right? You're not supposed to play music that you don't have a copyright to or uh, haven't licensed. So uh, Facebook's going to fight that. It's it's often a fun time, though, to tune in and and, and, and watch a friend spin some tunes and, and, and DJ. But uh, I assume that's going to be on the way out if Facebook's cracking down. It's not worth getting your account or your page in trouble with Facebook and losing all the other opportunities to live stream. That story was from your EDM. And this is StreamYard Connect. I'm Ross Brand. Let's get to our guest. We have a great guest today. Brian Alvey is the founder of Answers RN. He's the CEO of Clipisode. You can find Answers RN. Simple enough. AnswersRN.com, which will enable you to download the uh, the app and let's bring on Brian who uh, I'm thrilled to talk to again it's been a while uh, yes. I had him on a show about three years ago when Clipisode was launching and congratulations on Answers RN really cool app 
Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, I remember that. Please, uh, it's it's uh, three years is a long time ago. Yeah, and so um, let's let's go uh, a little a little bit about your background before we uh, jump into video clips. You've this isn't your first rodeo, so to speak. You have been doing online work in the development side for quite a while. Can you talk about how you got started and and some of the relatively or very high profile projects that you've worked on over the years. Yes. So I've been very lucky. I, I love that. This is your first rodeo is a really <laughs> polite way to say you're friggin' old. Um, so thank you. Thank you uh, for, it's you know, not my first make... rodeo either. So <laughs> I know exactly Two. It's called a show two old dudes live <laughs> yeah. streaming. Um, so yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 you know, I had a career before the web, you know, the web is, is old. Um, I was thinking, I was talking to somebody the other day, I helped, put Business Week and TV Guide, their first websites online in 1995. And most of the people I work with weren't born then. You know, it's it's uh, it's pretty bizarre. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, no, I've been very fortunate to build, you know, Engadget or TMZ and things that people have heard of. Um, it's kind of always funny when you list a bunch of the things that you built or I built uh, to somebody and they're like, Engadget, I uh, never heard of it. Uh, you know, Capgemini, sounds boring, right? Like Kansas City Chiefs, oh, you know, whatever. And then you say TMZ and they're like, oh my God, I watch that show every day. And you just go, you kind of cringe. Like that's what I'm. That that's my biggest thing in my past. It's funny, well, but well, again, fortunate to work on a lot on of different industries, things. right? Yeah, no, no. Of course, of course. Uh, you know, for a while there, I was kind of getting invited to. You know, when Rupert Murdoch wanted to build the first iPad news app, and in a handshake deal with Steve Jobs, and Steve Jobs actually had um, like design sign off on it, right? Like they were really building something they thought would be the default installed news app for iPads. The year iPads came out. Um, I was brought in for that. I brought in my friend's app company. Uh, we ended up building it. it. The app had a Super Bowl commercial. And the weird thing is, as cool as all of that is, I think that was eight or 10 years ago now. It's right. ancient history, right? None of that matters. Uh, what matters now is, you know, TikTok. So how did you get involved in web development? Were you self-taught? And how did you make your abilities known at a time when... Well, even today, online skill development and skill uh, marketing, so to speak, to get opportunities is still kind of, uh, I mean, there's more certifications and there are more ways mm -hmm. to screen people. And obviously people have more of a, a history. But, you know, while the Internet is, has certainly people been developing websites for consumers going back th into the 90s, still, how did you kind of get into it? How did you grow your knowledge base and then how did you get to where people would hire you for those those kind of jobs that, that's a very long question i'll give it you is a, a very a, no, long get, question i'm gonna a, go out of the room answer. and get a drink and no that, that's no. good right you're, you're like those radio djs that put on hotel california just so they can do the long bathroom break right right and they step aside great so um my wife used to do that she was a radio dj so you'll see the uh, oh, cool. iron man posters on the on the back wall there i was a kid who wanted to be a comic book artist when I went to college, my dad was like, I'm not paying for a degree that says you can draw superheroes. That's a waste of money. I need you to get like a science degree. Ended up getting a physics degree and didn't know what to do with it. Um, and then the web came along and I was just good at databases. I, I don't know. The, the, the short answer is I'm not, I'm not a 10 at any one thing. I'm like an eight at a bunch of things or a seven or a six or whatever, right? Um, I'm better at design than programmers. I'm better at programming than designers but I'm not better than both of those camps. So I mix a lot of stuff. And the web was just this beautiful blend, especially content management systems. It was a beautiful blend of you know, design templates 
and a database of a million blog posts, right? And when you marry those together, boom, you have TMZ, boom, you have a gadget, you have a blog network, you have these things. And so what I found actually, uh, my skill was not drawing superheroes, it was not making databases, it was not any one thing. My skill was, if you're doing something that takes you six, seven clicks to do, I know I can get that down to two. And if you give me a few more minutes, I can get it down to one. And if you give me a week, I can probably get it down to zero. And that's been my thing. How do you shave the time off of the crap that you spend your life doing to do your job? And usually that's translated into making people publish faster. Uh, My sort of tagline is I build software that makes creative people more powerful. And what does that mean? Well, I I let TMZ publish really quickly and, and scale. And when they have the only story about Michael Jackson dying on the planet and the rest of the internet is crashing, my right. software stays up. So that's just been my thing. How do I how do I take you and make you faster? And when people ask me, you know, not to jump to my new app, but when people ask me like, well, what does Answers RN, how does it work? It's a very open-ended platform for collecting videos from anybody in any phone. It would be stupid for me to explain it to you in very broad strokes, very generic terms. What I usually do is say, that's a great question. Tell me a bit about what you do, what your day is like. And I'll tell you how adding what I do to that is going to make you get more done, sell more, sleep more, you know, that kind of thing. So well, long, I think, long, long answer, long question. I think for a lot of content creators, obviously anything they can do to reduce friction, to save time, to reduce, uh, you know, time editing, time making calls, time booking right. guests um, in order to. Uh, I'm fortunate that I do a lot of shows, so I have an opportunity to bring in sound from other shows, and we have other shows here on on StreamYard, of course, but um, a lot of times you want to get sound related to one specific topic, and okay, what do I do? Do I book a time for somebody to come in and record with me? Do I, you know, when I want a 10-second to 50-second clip to run on the show... Um, and so that's what attracts me to an app like Answers RN is that I can just send it to somebody and get an answer and then decide if I want to put that answer into the show or not, rather than having to meet with them or explain to them how to set up and everything. So that's that's my kind of walkthrough and where it reduces friction. Talk about what you've heard from other other users and what you're finding as more people start getting on the app. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. First off, I loved your countdown graphics today. Oh, thanks. Give a shout out to the people. That's just, (laughs) I love when something cool gets added to make you look more professional at that thing you're doing. So didn't want to go without saying that. Um, You know, you talk about what, how you see this fitting in your life. So, so at its most basic sense, Answers RN works like this. You record a video. What's your ask? It can, it can be an ask me anything about working with TMZ, building a gadget, whatever, you know, about Iron Man, right? Or it can be, hey, guys, what do you think about, you know, Adobe buying Marketo or some some deal that's going on or the, you know, crazy orange sky in San Francisco? So you either get back stories from people or you get back people asking you questions. Those are coming as videos. Um, everybody else who's tried to do this thought that, you know, you with your audience, you can force them to download some stupid app to send you a video reply. Right. And it's just not true. Like, you may love Taylor Swift. You may put her lyrics tattooed on your body. You may take a bullet for her, but you're not installing an app for her. Like, like I'll do the lyrics, I'll take a bullet, not installing the app, that's up here, right? So All we right. made a way where when you record that intro video, you just share a link. It can be in a tweet, Instagram story, text to somebody, doesn't matter. 
they click on that, it, their camera turns on, they send you back content. And here's the part you just you just pulled out, which is it's not live back and forth, then you're not interrupting them, they're not interrupting you. You're getting content and you're in control the whole time. So you kind of fire it off and forget. So it's like fishing, just throw it out there, come back in two days and see what you got, two weeks, see what you got. And then you're in control of all that content. So it's a very much like, how can I spend 30 seconds investing in this process that may give me back a half hour, hour worth of content that I can use on my show. So it's fantastic for that. And then to answer your question about kind of who uses it and how they use it, you know, live streaming, we're, we're an anti-live product. We're specifically right. not live, right? When you answer, uh, you saw me in the Foo Fighters shirt earlier. So if Dave Grohl asks a question on Twitter and I'm answering, my camera turns on, but I can upload a pre-recorded video. I can go to <laughs> Wikipedia and make sure I'm talking about a song from the right album, right? I can really get my stuff right. Right now I'm live. Sure. I, I got to sound smart. I got one shot. It's sounding like I know what I'm talking about right now. But in, but in our app, you have a couple shots, do a few takes, right? Sound like a genius, look up stuff, rehearse, whatever. So we have this way for you to get that content that's not live, it's asynchronous, like video voicemail. And how you use that fits so many different ways. And, you know, like, again, my, my first way to use this is, you know, Metallica doing an AMA with their fans, Taylor Swift doing a video AMA with her fans inside Instagram, inside Facebook, inside Twitter. But if you're a research person, you're like, oh, this is a magical way for me to get videos of people talking about their experiences with electric cars for my Forrester research report or whatever. And like, yeah, that's it totally is that as well. Well, Lillian has a couple of questions on Facebook. First of all, wants to know what is answers? What does the RN stand for in answers RN? But also, um, could you break down basically just how it works uh, mm -hmm. for a non-tech for the non-technical person just to understand exactly what the the workflow is and how you're you're, you're able because really anybody can use this so correct yeah so uh so rn funny right now uh <laughs> it's a term like this is basically like an age um it's you know like somebody about an iq test is like an age test if you if you look at that and you don't know what rn is it means you're like me you know <laughs> and so we, uh, so it just means, all right, get, get, ask video questions, get video answers right now, you know, from anybody anywhere just by sharing a link. So it really just stands for right now. It's internet lingo. The reason is, uh, because answers.com was taken, uh, by the company answers.com. And so we don't have that one. So we wanted something that just explained your, your, you can get answers right now from anybody. So that's the spirit of it. That's why the name is like that. Uh, you know, a lot of good names are taken and this is what we have. Um, in terms of how, of how it works, again, you, you ask a you 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 record an ask, you record a video saying, "Hey, ask me anything about what it was like to build TMZ." That takes me six, eight, twelve seconds, whatever. It's vertical video, or very much vertical, not not wide like this. Um, and you take that. We give you a magic invitation link. That invitation link can go anywhere. You can text three of your friends. You can DM it to people. You can put it in on an Instagram story. Swipe up and reply to me. Doesn't matter where you share that. If people open that link, they can send you a video reply. They see your ask, you can tell them, keep it under 30 seconds. Please don't talk about politics. Like whatever the thing is you want to say, you can set them up and coach them. And then all of these replies come into your phone. So they come in and I'm trying to think of, uh, you know, what it's like, but it's, it's like an inbox basically. It's like a right. video voicemail inbox. And here's the funny thing. If you're a celebrity, one of the things we really wanted to do was kind of dial this in. So if you are Pink or Beyonce or like Shakira, right? and you throw out one of these things and you get 200, 300, 500 replies, um, 
that's a couple hours of video to watch, to find good questions, to find good stories. Um, we cheat. We actually make this really easy. Let's say you get 230 second replies, an hour and a half of video. Mm. We go and we show them to you in an Instagram story-like interface or like a dating app, like a Tinder type thing, where you see a poster <laughs> of the person, you see the transcription on top of it, of the question they are asking of what their story is, and you can, in two seconds, make a determination. Is this a psycho? Are they saying something crazy racist? Should I block them? Or is this a great, cool person with a legitimate video, testimonial, story, question for me? And you can quickly find the right ones to answer. You, hit the, you, you can watch them or not. You can hit the answer button, record your reply. But we take what would be, one, an impossible process, doing a video AMA with your fans, especially if you're a star with stalker psychos out there and people that hate you, right? Everybody everybody has haters, right? Imagine imagine in politics right now, you could use our app to do a video AMA right. with people and half the world hates you, or I'm sorry, a third of the world hates you, a third of the world loves you maybe, and a third of the world doesn't care. Right. So we protect you from the crazy people. We let you find the good content. And as you answer each of those, we combine those videos together into a snackable, back to your you know short snackable pieces of content. Um, let you combine them to something that fits in a tweet. So you could do an, a video AMA end to end in Twitter or in LinkedIn with just your audiences there, but you get content you can share across any platform. What is the value? We talk, we hear a lot about it. I, I titled the episode snackable content. Um, what is the value of creating very short form video content for social media as we know that's where uh, a lot of people will put their finished quote-unquote episode uh short form answer or answers talk about what you're finding uh, is you know what what does the data tell you in terms of what people are looking for when it comes to consuming video content on social media yeah, so um, I don't know if this means people are lazy or they have no attention span. People are busy. Let's, 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 take, let's use the other word that rhymes with lazy. People are very busy. They don't have a lot of time, but they love video. Video gets their attention, right? Video speaks to you. You have you know eye-to-eye -eye contact. You're, you're mesmerized by this, this thing, especially to me, vertical video is like face-to-face, -face, right? FaceTime. So, um, so what, what we know is that first app that we talked about a couple of years ago, uh, was called Clipisode, our company's called Clipisode. And the plan with that was sort of like a video inbox, but everything gets combined together. Similar technology, right? Where everything comes into one long show. The problem is an eight or 10 or 12 minute piece of content, which seemed like it was short at the time, still too long. People don't, it doesn't fit in a tweet, right? You have two minutes and 20 seconds for a video in a tweet. You wanna put things natively where they belong. So what we learned was probably 90% of the people who were using our original app wanted to just share out cool things as they got them. They didn't want an all or nothing thing where you had to combine all the content together. And then once you shared it, you couldn't take any more answers because it was over, too bad, sorry. Now that you've shared it and people wanna get in, they can't get in. Well, that sucks. And that was sort of the biggest workflow problem with our old app. And 100% uh, of the brands that we worked with, 100% of our paying customers wanted it to work that way. Can we get all the replies to Brad Paisley for Nationwide out as they're coming in but keep collecting new replies? And the answer was, yeah, I had to do it by hand uh, behind the scenes. So the new app just works the way everybody's kind of begged us for the old app to work. There was a small portion, five or 10%, maybe less, of people who used the old Clipisode app who actually wanted to combine 30, 40, 50 video clips into one long video. And it was things like during the pandemic, there was a, um, 
uh, a summer camp in New Jersey that asked all their campers for trick shot clips, whether it was frisbee throwing, golf, basketball, some sort of like sports trick shot thing. And people sent them all in and they combined them all into one long video and they wanted a 20 minute masterpiece showing. Right. But that was that was the minority of people using the old app. They really wanted, I want to get cool things. I want to answer them, share them out, but just keep this running. Like not have an AMA that's only Friday at noon for an hour, but have one that just is sort of open-ended and runs for weeks. So that was one of the big things we learned. And then the other piece is it goes hand in hand with what you're talking about. So it's not built to put clips into a live streaming show, but one of the first big interesting people who used our old app a few years ago um, was doing a Facebook Live and he was a uh, TV star. He was on the um, the show uh, Teen Titans Go, this cartoon. He was in movies and stuff and all over the place. And he would have amazing guest stars like Pete Wentz from Fallout Boy, who was like 7 million Twitter followers, like, or these models and all these crazy people. And he was using that, using that to collect questions that they would switch to and ask during the live show. And it was frustrating to me because I want to show you this cool thing where Fallout Boy used my app, right? right? But I can't link you to it because I have to link you to the 62 minute mark in an hour and a half long Facebook Live archive. And it was really hard to do that. And, and I had to get over myself and say, dude, that people are going to use your 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 platform, this product, this you know thing you built in ways that you haven't imagined. You just have to roll with it and accept the fact that okay, Pete Wentz from Fallout Boy used my app, and 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 maybe make it easier for people doing those live stream shows to download clips, to pull them in, and to use them in their daily lives. Don't force them to do what you do. But I still think that you should use it on the side, right? Still right. make content for social that drives awareness of your show and use it on the show. Errol Ebanks is watching on YouTube and asks, uh, is there plans for an Android app? Uh, that's a great question. So uh, two-person team, mostly self-funded. Yes, there are plans. We can only type so fast. Um, you know, here's 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 the, the medium-length answer to that, right? And I talk mm -hmm. fast, so this will seem like a short answer. Um, <laughs> so, so in the original app, we were combining all these video clips together, but we're doing it all in the cloud. So we built the platform on React Native, which lets you do Android and iPhone apps at the same time uh, using the same code base, as long as you don't try to do anything too tricky. The Everything you would do, every clip you would add, it would upload to the cloud. It felt nah, like a lot of waiting, like a lot of business right, software, right. enterprise software. So you'd add a clip, it would process, rah, download, whatever. Um, that let us make a platform that worked on both, uh, you know, make a, um, a product that worked on both platforms. The new thing that we're doing is we've moved all that video merging and video rendering into the phone. And to do that, you had to go very specifically native. So my my co-founder, uh, Max, my chief technology, chief technology officer, um, got really, really, really good at iPhone video and some like arcane stuff. Um, it's going to take a while to replicate that on the Android side. Another thing is Android phones in general are underpowered versus comparable iPhones. Mm -hmm. uh, so it just takes longer to render. So if you take three minutes of video and you process it, it can take a minute or two on the iPhone. It can take longer on the Android and your phone will actually heat up in your hand. So there's some things that we need to solve, uh, but it's on our roadmap. That for both for the designer and for the user experience, what are the benefits of having that video render right on your phone? Number one is speed. Uh, so if you think about, you know, um, so Snapchat and a lot of these other things, Snapchat, TikTok, whatever, they kind of cheat. They kind of render it while you record it. And you can't go back and switch out to a different lens or something. They're right, kind of right. doing it while you're recording. It's it's a it's a thing. 
Ours is actually, we're recording a raw video file so that you can use it without branding and overlays on it. You can pull it into your live show and right. you can do all these other things. Um, but the way ours works, you can actually go back and change to a different theme or some kind of different look uh, as we build out more themes. So we're doing it in a kind of a hard way, but we are, um, if it's just, just waiting on the cloud takes forever. A lot of people have a great phone and a bad internet connection, right? Right, right. So if you can do it in, in on the phone, it just feels more like you're using something responsive, something that is not wasting your time. If you're waiting on an upload, download, spinners, stuff like that, it just feels like death. What is your plan as far as monetizing the app goes? That is a great question. So so we've uh, right now it's brands doing brand campaigns, so branded content. Um, we like to use this example of like if you were uh, well, actually, I'll use the example of what we did with Clipisode. So, um, so you know Nationwide. You know the Nationwide jingle, right? Nationwide right. is on your side. Not to do a commercial for them, but I kind of love them <laughs> uh, because they're, they're the coolest thing that we did in the old app was this. And it just showed off um, what it means to get celebrities talking about your your brand. Here's our, here's our mission, our movement, actually, that we're tapping into. And I didn't know this when we started. I really thought, okay, I'm making a way for me to be in a video Q&A with Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters or right, with Metallica right. or Taylor Swift, right? That's what I thought we were doing. And what it turns out is that that I've realized over time working on this, that what we've done is you get more results when someone else helps tell your story. So, so let's talk about this. If you're Dell and you want to talk about your laptop, right? Or you're StreamYard and you want to talk about your product. If you put out a press release or you just talk to people and you're like, buy our laptop, right. you know, use StreamYard, right? It kind of falls flat, but if you can get Roberto Blake to say, this, "I use this and it changed my life and it made me it made me faster at what I do," and you should use this too, that means the world to you. You're gonna sell. You're gonna get more customers from that. Think of why Yelp exists. Yelp exists because a restaurant telling me they don't suck, I don't trust them. <laughs> but if I read reviews from real people, maybe some of them I know, right? So when other people tell your story, you get more trust. You get more clicks. You get more views. You get more conversions. So the movement we sort of tapped into is it's really hard to get video testimonials from customers, from fans, things like that. And that's that's what we built and what we're doing. So tell me that question again, because I, I, I started. It was a monetization question. Oh, yeah. And your Great. answer was was branded, branded yeah. content. So and I'll give you the, the quick example. Sure. Yeah. So so Nationwide said, hey, you know those commercials with Brad Paisley wearing his cowboy hat and Peyton Manning, football player, and they're working <laughs> yeah. on Nationwide jingles, right? You know these, right? The jingle sessions. Of course. Um, they said, what if, what if Brad and Peyton were stuck and they used your app to ask fans for help? Could they do that? I'm like, yeah. Can you get a video from those guys? They go, yeah. So they got an 11-second video of Brad Paisley and his hat going, hey, Peyton and I aren't getting anywhere with the jingle. I could really use your help. And in the background, you hear Peyton Manning like, hey, hey, is uh, are you on the phone? Get off the phone. we got to work on the jingle, right? Driving him nuts. So they <laughs> shared a link on three social media posts, and they got 510 replies, almost four and a half hours of content wow. from fans pouring out their heart about stories of when, a when, when the insurance company helped them when they had a flood or, you know, they moved and their wife was pregnant and all this stuff, or, or recording songs. And uh, talking about insurance and stuff. And so what we what we realized was we have a way for fans, uh, for stars and fans to make videos together, kind of like cameo-like experience of, oh, my God, I just had a moment with Brad Paisley or Metallica or whatever it is. Um, but we insert brands into those experiences in a way that doesn't interrupt. So people were singing songs about Nationwide. They weren't upset that Nationwide was at the party. They were having a moment with Brad Paisley, right? So, so that whole triangle of stars, fans, and brands, that's what we live in, and that's how we make money as branded content campaigns, influencer takeovers, things like that. 
So are you then guiding them through that content? Like, is your role being paid to guide them through that process? And a most bit. Of yeah, no, no, a bit. So there, there, there's web tools. There's a brand manager. So if they don't have to download the app to do that. I, I'd say there's probably two levels to what we're doing. One is kind of that like way up there brands, you know, Coca-Cola, uh, you know, nationwide, things like that, right? Massive companies uh, using us to get the celebrities that they're working with to talk to their fans about the thing they do, sneakers, whatever it is. Um, the other one is really sort of your space, more the power users. So people who have a podcast, people who have a book to promote, people who have a Patreon account, things like that. How do we help them make videos with their fans and let their fans go door to door with a piece of content that they're proud of to go talk about their favorite author's new book or about their favorite musician's Patreon? That's kind of the probably the more relevant one to what you're talking about. Right, right. And so uh, if you could, like with branded content, it takes place on the users, like the um, the influencers account, or it takes place on the uh, on the company's account. Like, it's both. No, this is a great question. It's a hard one to define, right? You hear people switch out branded content, advertising, yeah. you know, sponsored content. And right. sometimes there's an overlap and, and usually there's not but it's really not that well defined to the consumer a lot of times. Oh, right. So in terms of product placement. So in terms like of just yeah, understanding this, yeah. like how yeah. it works, who's paying I'll for it, it, where you find yeah. it, that kind of thing. Yeah, no, no, I'll totally explain that. So so we use the term takeover a lot, and a lot mm -hmm. of like civilians don't think of takeovers or whatever, right? They just they, they're blissfully unaware of how this works. <laughs> right. But but a lot of brands will pay a, a celebrity to kind of take over their Instagram account for the day. Or, or you know, three years ago it was take over their Snapchat for the day. There's there's a brand that was just built um, blanking on their name, but it was like every day was like a different swimsuit model taking right. over their 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 Snapchat account and they built it up to millions and millions of followers. They were called Artsinic. That's what they were. <laughs> um, and so that was their thing. And so those takeovers though, here's how a takeover works. If you let's say you have a you know, StreamYard um, Instagram account, you want to do a takeover, who, who's a great person who you would want to have take over your account for the day to kind of bring more awareness to what you're doing? Who, who would you pick? I'm not as up on pop culture. <laughs> no, 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 not pop culture, but like in your space. So, so in my space, Roberto Blake, right? I would take yeah, Roberto take, Blake, Nick yeah, Nim, and any Roberto of those Blake, guys. Right? Wonderful guy. Yeah. So you want him to take that over. The way that influencer takeovers and the way that these celebrity or, you know, just call them, you know, thought leader takeovers uh, used to work is you would like sign out of your Instagram and he would sign in and then they and he would just host it for the day and he'd bring his audience over there. And that's a big giant pain to do. So we have a weird sort of a trick that gets around that, which is how do you do like a virtual takeover where you can get his audience onto the thing that you're doing without actually having to sign in and out of your Instagram account and, hope that he doesn't change the password and forget what he changed it to, right? Which would happen on Snapchat back in the day. So we have a way where you get a video from him, you share that magic invitation link on your socials and on his. And if it's in the case of like Nationwide, Nationwide has like a million followers, Brad Paisley has 20 million followers. So you clearly want him to share these things into his network. When you're doing that, it feels like he takes over Nationwide's channel for the day. He's answering questions about stuff for Nationwide. So we have a way to get influencers to virtually take over your channels in a way that doesn't actually have them taking over your channels. And right. then if they answer 10, 20, 30 questions, six questions, doesn't matter. Those videos run on both places. So where did it take place? Wherever 
that star was sitting that day in the uh, beach in Hawaii. And, and, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, it just feels to the fans like they had a moment with those stars and they're, the brand is kind of sponsoring underwriting the whole thing. Trying to answer a question from Gerardo, and I sent out something that looked like numbers uh, but didn't make any sense. Yeah, if you're streaming in 720p, it's 1280 by 720 for your uh, overlay. If you're streaming in 1080, it's 1910 by 1920 by 1080. So uh, mm -hmm. that is that is it's your 16 by 9 aspect ratio, uh, just so you know, for overlays now. Um, in terms of video overlays, because that's what we played, the video doesn't have to be that size. You can do what I did when I played Brian's clip, which was a vertical video, and I just put a background behind it with some text in the in a, in a in a video editor, and then rendered the video as a nineteen twenty by ten eighty video. So. So, a, so you know, a funny thing in our old app, we had this a lot, right? We are a vertical video app. Our old mm -hmm. app used to do square and vertical. The old, the new one is completely vertical only. I used right. to be that guy. You know, you know the videos where they would show the guy walking around and turning everybody's cameras. So there'd be somebody <laughs> like doing their, you know, they got their phone up like this, and they're doing like the sunset at the beach or whatever. And the person would come and like grab their hand and like turn it. Like, no, it's supposed to be like this. I was one of those like it should all be wide people. Now I'm. I'm prepared <laughs> to, the, to the vertical thing, but um, yeah, it's 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 a funny thing. The um, the 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 bar for video quality has gone down, especially in the last six months with the pandemic. You have celebrities doing like a live stream concert from their living room. That's television. If you if you watch, uh, there's a TMZ sports show, and it's just three phones next <laughs> to each other. You know, like it literally like, and one of them is always glitching and in and out, and the quality is terrible, and the other two are fine. But like the public's like appetite for does it have to be 1080p or like 4k or you know what does this thing have to be it's it's a really low barrier right now which i think is great for all of us in the video space well you know what it's a low barrier for pro like you've seen the pros people who are paid mm -hmm. a lot of money to do this really struggle to do what the average podcaster or youtuber or live streamer can do from home which mm -hmm. is get yeah. decent lighting and audio yeah. and right. uh you know know where to be and how to sound and and what right. to do um what's interesting is the creativity and even the interest and quality amongst the average person is coming up a little bit because people right. who thought they would never do this right so all they had was a built-in camera on their computer and now yeah. they think like let's get a webcam or let's get a you know let's get a yeah. microphone or whatever um but you know what's great about a, mo a mobile app is the camera is so good in your phone yeah and it's so good in all different kinds of light and the microphone is more than good enough right that that you don't really have to upgrade your phone if you're doing mobile live stream live streaming or mm -hmm. if you're recording a mobile video, you can get microphones, you can get other lenses, and you can enhance things. But the baseline is now so good with what you can do just with the phone right out of the box uh, that, it, that it really makes it possible for anybody to create a video that's good enough for me to share on this show or for them to share on their social media, whether they're right. doing it for a brand or they're doing it for themselves or just having a good time. Yeah, it's remarkable. 
what what do you um what did you have to learn about video were you doing any video before you came up with clip episode or uh were you new to sort of the video area at that time you know so i i probably always felt like i was new to it right but if you look back you know when we had in gadget we did like one of the first things about how to do a podcast right how these things work how to do a feed that has enclosures in it so so i've always been there and in and around it. And, you know, with TMZ, you know, live streaming Charlie Sheen's backyard winning Tiger Blood meltdowns, you know, like those were, that was like the biggest thing in video that week. Right. 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 So I've, so I've been involved in some things, but I always felt like I'm not the video guy or whatever. I've got to say that the, the switch where we moved all the rendering out of the cloud and onto the phone made me and especially my co-founder a hundred times more than me become like video gods, like really understanding codecs and right. how you combine things together and how you do things faster. There's a, there's a technology that we're actually adding to this, which will make it even harder to replicate on Android. I'm sorry, Android <laughs> people. But, but what the iPhone does, I mean, besides the camera, microphone, integration in your hand, just the, it's actually too good, right? It does video that you don't even need the quality they have to do a, a good live stream or to do something good for social because it's just gonna you know get downgraded when you put it in a tweet. Um, that stuff is so incredible and we've learned a lot. So, you know, half of this has been the journey of just becoming great at video. Um, and so now I'd say we're like really, really, really good. Whereas a couple of years ago, I felt like we're kind of messing around in it and, and maybe pretending. Now I'm, we're solid, I'm so happy. Mm. Do you have an exit plan as far as the, the startup goes? Do you have a, a, a vision down the road of what you want this to become or how you're going to, um, how you're going to exit from it at some point. Yeah, I don't know. So, so it's funny. We have a couple of investors. Uh, there's this uh, guy named Mark Cuban who's on TV sometimes. I think um, I've heard of him. Exactly. Right. So we have a few cool people like that involved in this. And once you take on, I've actually helped write an angel investing book and I've helped coach at an accelerator. If uh, Mark Cuban on, wants to take over my Instagram, by the way, that would be uh, perfectly wouldn't that, wouldn't fine. Wouldn't be cool? He could yeah, do that. No, that he's, would be wonderful. He's, uh, he's very good on camera. I don't know what the deal <laughs> is with that. So, so, so we have, you know, once you take on investors, you've kind of committed to you will sell the business at some point. Um, it's also a little like gauche to like talk about your exit plan or whatever. Like it, when right. you when you pitch somebody for an angel round, which is still where we are, we're still in the sort of the seed pre A stage. Um, to talk about your exits is actually kind of like. It's kind of wrong. You're not supposed to do that. It's but, a very fun but, question to ask. No, when but, you're but no, but since that. you ask, since you ask, um, <laughs> you don't have to. So, you're not obligated no, no, to answer. But no, I'm no. Gonna so, ask. so if you think about if you think about the kinds of companies that are going to buy a right. way to for stars and fans to make video or for brands to make more branded content, um, you know, if this was if this was acquired by like a Facebook or Twitter or whatever or one of the platforms, we work across all of them. So right. it'd actually be a bit of a waste to just go work with only Instagram or YouTube or something because we want something that runs across all these platforms. So the win for us would be, think of the tool makers that work across all these businesses, the Adobe's and Microsoft's and Amazon's that sell things that let you work across all those platforms. Those are good fits for us. There are other really interesting fits out there. Um, I know a lot of good people, so we'll see what happens, but really we need to get traction, show that this works and just, just spend every day making it easier for people. Um, I hope that answers your question. Yeah. There, I did throw some real company names in there. Yeah, well, it's great having you on the show, Brian. The the app is Answers RN. Answers right now is what RN stands for. Uh, so all you have to do is go to AnswersRN.com, and it'll take you right on over to the app in the iPhone. Uh, 
the iOS store, right? And mm-hmm. you can download it if you are have a iPhone. Works on iPad too, or yep. works okay. actually really works dark mode. We put a lot of time into that. Uh, sounds good. And you can make short videos and ask people questions and get answers and share them on social media, share them on your live stream. Very cool. Thank you, Brian. Thanks so much for coming on and uh, keep us posted how things develop. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely revisit this. I look forward to using the app. Thank you, Ross. This is amazing. Thanks, Brian. That is Brian Alvey from Answers RN, Answers RN. Dot com. This is StreamYard Connect. I'm Ross Brand. We are here every Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern, and it, it is time. It is time for that segment we like to call the remix. So, if you give me one second, we will dig in uh, to some clips you heard earlier from Nick Nimmin and Roberto Blake. Uh, we also had D Nimmin on our special show on Monday. And I talked to D whose uh, specialty is mobile video, but he's also been singing the praises of StreamYard. So I talked to him about StreamYard as- The thing that draws me to StreamYard above all else is the ease of use and it always works. I don't have to worry about updates. I don't have to worry yeah. about, and that's really the biggest thing with the other platforms is when an update comes in, you're like, oh no. And you, just, <laughs> you cross your fingers and you hope that it's gonna work. But with StreamYard, it works every time. It's incredibly easy. It's easy to add graphics, backgrounds, and now videos. It works on your phone, it works on your computer, it works on your tablet. Um, it's, it's the easiest streaming platform out there. And that's Dean Nimmin. He and Nick Nimmin, his brother, do a lot of live streams together. They're both going to be content creators for StreamYard. You can find them on the StreamYard YouTube channel, youtube.com slash StreamYard coming up. We also spoke with Daniel Battelle, who uh, live streams a lot and has been live streaming using a variety of different products. And, you know, over the last year has settled on StreamYard as his choice. And he also spoke about why he loves StreamYard for live streaming. One of the things I really liked about it is I came from a streaming um, paradigm where I was using another competitor, not a competitor, I guess it was a software, so it was actually installed on my computer and I have stream decks and things and buttons and to do a simple scene like you're seeing on screen now would take a lot of programming to do that. And with StreamYard, it's just a matter of clicking and it happens. And and the biggest benefit I love about StreamYard is I would have a, a moment of a, an internet glitch, glitch or a disconnect and I would be off the platform. I would be off YouTube. And it was like stream went down. StreamYard because you're going through the servers on their own site, you don't get that. I could get knocked off. I can close my browser <laughs> and then log back I, in and not lose my stream. I can show right back up. Yeah, so, so many uh, advantages to using StreamYard. We also talked to uh, Daniel and Roberto in a separate video, but Daniel, Nick, and D in that first video uh, you can find that on the StreamYard YouTube channel. They started giving tips as well on YouTube and growing your channel and live streaming. And Roberto gave tips on monetizing. A uh, lot of great content on the StreamYard YouTube channel from those creators as we welcome them to the StreamYard content team. Also, uh, we have uh, other shows already uh, going on for quite a while. We have the StreamYard Town Hall on Sunday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern. We have StreamYard Connect right here every Wednesday. Uh, We're going to have a 
Some great guests next week. The founders of Outlaw Mass, Carlos Gill and Reggie Williams, will be joining us. They have been getting some major publicity, getting their uh, new product, their new masks uh, to keep people safe during the pandemic. They've been uh, having NBA players show them off. They've been getting major publicity. Uh, Carlos is a StreamYard user. I believe Reggie uses StreamYard as well. Uh, can't wait to have them on and hear about how their business is going. And then Dana Benz and Kelsey Benz every Thursday night interview you, the StreamYard user, and talk to you about how you are using the product on StreamYard Spotlight Thursdays, 8 p.m. Eastern. Tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern, Dana will be doing a StreamYard 101 webinar and the other thing uh, people had asked about how, um, if you weren't with us in the beginning, you maybe you were asking, people were asking, easy for me to say, about how uh, StreamYard and how, uh, no, what were they asking about? I'm looking through the questions real quick. Okay, yeah, it was a, the, the one that caught my mind was a question about how Answers RN works and if we can give a demo. So real quick, what you do is you record a quick video on your phone uh, asking somebody a question and you distribute that to them by either posting it on social, DMing them, sending them an email, however you want to commute, communicate with someone, and then they send you back an answer. And uh, I had put out a question about what's your favorite platform to watch live streams. And Brian happened to be one of the people that answered. And then I have the opportunity to respond to his answer, which I didn't include in this clip, but it gives you an idea of how it works and what it looks like. Hey, this is great. I love Answers RN. Uh, it's my app. It's funny. Um, there are a lot of great places for a live video. Uh, everybody does a very good job with this. Twitter maybe doesn't get enough credit for doing live sports and things like that really well. TikTok has live. Everybody has live. Um, Twitch, though, seems to be the, you know, the giant, the leader. I mean, all they do is live. They're pretty fantastic. And I'll be checking out StreamYard. Thanks. So thanks again to Brian Alvey, AnswersRN.com. And again, don't forget to check out the episodes of uh, StreamYard Connect with Roberto Blake and with Nick Nimmin, Dean Nimmin, and Daniel Battelle, which are all live and active and ready to be watched on the StreamYard YouTube channel, youtube.com slash StreamYard. If you're not using StreamYard yet, it's easy to get started. Livestreamuniverse.com slash StreamYard. Livestreamuniverse.com slash StreamYard, and we will see you again next week, 2 p.m. Eastern Wednesday, for another episode of StreamYard Connect. Have a great day, everyone.